Welcome to podcast number 165 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are on a new series now dealing with our dreams and our visions. And today's podcast is entitled, How to Keep Your Dream Alive. So I'm going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to touch us and guide us and direct us as I bring this podcast to you. And I believe that today the Lord's going to use his scriptures, going to use whatever he needs to speak to us, to help us to bring that dream back to life and to trust him to complete what he's already started in our life. Thank you for that. Now, Father, we come to you and we believe, Lord, that you are in charge and in control of everything that needs to be said today. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I submit to you and I ask for your divine intervention in all that's said and done today. I pray that you would anoint this podcast, that it would help people to understand how the dream that you've placed in their heart can stay alive. Many people have given up on their dreams or they've forgot about their dreams or they've left them in the past. But Lord, I pray that today they'll come forth in victory and power, Lord, and that you will help us during this podcast to read your scriptures and comment on them in relationship to how their lives can be touched and be impacted and that their dream will come back to life. We thank you for that now and I pray that in this entire podcast that you'd receive the glory and the honor for it and we give you all praise for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I realize it may be a little difficult to think of the resurrection of Lazarus and the resurrection of your dream in the same teaching. But let me ask you if you believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Well, do you? I'm sure that you do. So then we've got that point made. Do you believe in the resurrection of Lazarus? If you believe in the Word of God, then you believe that that took place also. Now, do you believe that your dream can be resurrected? Do you believe that something that God put upon your heart many years ago, or maybe even last Last week, or even today, that you feel that maybe that dream has weakened, that it can be brought back to life. Well, I'm here to speak to you today to help you understand that you can keep your dream alive. You can resurrect that dream and bring it back to life. In order to understand how the steps are in this, I want to relate to the story of Lazarus, and we're going to read about in the book of John, chapter 11. We're going to talk about the reaction people had about Jesus and the miracle that he was needing to perform. You see, Jesus can resurrect our dream. Let's look at the entire story, though, of the resurrection of Lazarus and see how it applies to our lost dreams, how they can be brought back to life. Before I read that scripture, let me just make a comment about resurrection power. You see, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we receive new life, we are basically resurrected from very basically spiritual death. We had no understanding of who God was. We were lost and we were going to spend eternity without Jesus. And so when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, resurrection power comes into our life. And so just by that comment, maybe that'll help you relate to the idea that sometimes it takes resurrection power to bring something back to life in our life. And I believe in this particular podcast, we're going to direct our conversation in the relationship of keeping your dream alive or bringing it back to life. So now let's look at the story of Lazarus and the resurrection. It's found in John chapter 11. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, starting at verse number one. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when 
Jesus heard about it. He said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Now, I'd like you to apply what Jesus just said to your desire to see your dreams come back to life or to keep them alive. Jesus is saying that it happened, I believe our dream happened, for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So our dreams are something that are intending to glorify God. And if it's going to glorify God, God will bring resurrection power back into your dream so that you won't have to just leave it, leave it in your past and ignore it and say it'll never happen. No, it will come to pass and God will bring it forth as long as it's going to glorify God and lift up him and bless the kingdom of God. Let me to continue reading the story now in John chapter 11 and verse number 11. Then he said, our friend Lazarus, he's talking to his disciples, has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus was dead now or that he had died. Now, it may be the same thing with your dream. You may feel like it's completely gone and other people around you may feel like your dream has left and it's gone, but I don't believe that's how God looks at dread dreams. I don't believe that God wants us to have a dream that he's blessed and that he's anointed and that it should die and just pass away. I believe your dream is sleeping and it's not dead. I believe that your dream has gone into slumber and maybe you've allowed yourself to get busy in your life and allowed yourself to get active and other things and the dream that that you had is still there. And if you wonder if it's still there, just think about it for a second. If you were to think about past dreams, like maybe you have a dream to start a business or a dream to build a new home or a dream to start a ministry at your church and it comes back to life very quickly, it's because, because God wants to bring that dream back to life. And you know, there's a lot of people around that may be thinking that your dream is gone. It's history, but that's not how God looks at it. So let's believe that God will bring it back to life. Let's read on in the story now. We're in John chapter 11, verse 17. It says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. And let's jump down to verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. It says in verse 23, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, yeah, I, basically saying, yeah, I, know, I understand. He'll rise again when everything, everyone else arises on the last day. But then Jesus said this in verse 25, let this, now, let this apply now to your dream, to what you've given up on in your life. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. You see, Jesus is telling us that life is in Christ. Our relationship is with Christ. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, we've given our life to him. We've got resurrection power already operating in our life. So why not believe that God will take that same resurrection power and resurrect the dreams of your life? What you thought could happen in your life, he'll bring them back to life. What you've given up on, Jesus will put life into it. What you feel has no hope or no chance, there's no way it'll ever happen, Jesus will bring life back into that dream. Let's jump forward now to John chapter 11 and verse 40, where Jesus is talking to the folks and he's telling them, don't worry, things are going to be just fine. And of course, Martha and Mary are upset and bothered and they've already put Lazarus you know, in a grave. They've already rolled the stone in place. And some of you have put your dream in a grave somewhere and you've rolled a stone over in front of it. You've basically blocked it and said, it's never going to come forth. But listen to what Jesus says in verse 40. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Verse 43, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. Other translations say, Lazarus, 
Lazarus, come forth. You see, I think that's what we need to do with your dream today. We need to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that dream will come forth, that that dream will come back to life, that that promise that I felt was in my heart from you will come back to life. You can pick up that old dream now and dust it off and get it ready and to operate in it and see that dream come back to life or to keep life in that dream. I believe that we can use this teaching to help us understand the resurrection power of the God that we serve. Now, maybe your dream is to go back to school or to learn a new profession. Maybe your dream is to see someone healed of an incurable disease, or maybe you have an incurable disease. Maybe it's to see your marriage resurrected. You may need to have a dream for your wayward child being set free from addiction. Whatever it is, nothing is impossible with our God. So whatever that dream is, please don't give up on it. Get new faith today. Get fresh faith today to believe that our God is able. You see, if our God is able to resurrect death into life, he can easily resurrect our dreams. Maybe we need to learn what it means to just let God be God. Maybe this is a time when I can talk a little bit about what does it mean to say let God be God? Well, to let God be God God means that we're going to trust in him and in his abilities and that he is never limited. God's ways are greater than ours. His thoughts are greater and higher than our thoughts. So let's let God be God. Let's not try and say, well, this isn't going to happen. It's impossible. Anytime that a believer says that something is impossible, they're not letting God be God. It's so important we understand that. So let me just give you a couple examples that God wants to fight our battles for us, that he wants to be God of everything in our life, including our dreams and whatever challenges that we're facing in life. Let's just take a moment and think about that. There is a lot of challenges that we all face. I know in my own life, I've been told on three different occasions I had incurable diseases. Two of them were cancer and that basically wasn't going to live very long. One of them was kidney failure when I was 25 years of age and that was a long time ago. And so I had a battle to fight, but I learned a lesson early in life and that that God wants to fight our battles. You see in the book of Exodus, right in the beginning of the word of God in chapter 14 and verse 14, it says, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. There's the key to winning our battles is to put our trust in God and our confidence in Him and believe that He wants to fight our battles for us. Now, some of you may be facing a battle in your marriage. You may be challenged with a difficult marriage and you're not sure how it's going to turn around, but I can just tell you right now that God will help fight that battle for you and for you and your spouse. You see, because He believes in marriage, He conceived marriage, He blesses marriage, He vowed that marriage would be sacred and blessed by Him. So why don't we start claiming that and believe that our marriage can be restored. That if you had a dream that your marriage would be wonderful and glorious and that it would glorify God and that you'd have a great relationship together, why don't you go back and believe for that again? Why don't you trust God and realize that he wants to fight these battles with you and he wants to take you through the challenges of life and that he will bring life back into that old dream of a great marriage. You know, whenever you're fighting a battle, one of the ways that you can have victory over that battle is to get the word of God out and start claiming the promises of God because God gave us this word to help us fight the challenges of life. When we've given up on our marriage or given up on a dream in our past or a business or our children, whatever it might be, God wants us to go to his word, read it, and claim those promises. So let me give you one. I could give you hundreds of them in the word of God, but let me give you one that I ran across the other day in my preparation time. It's found in the book of Isaiah chapter 12. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. It's really a praise about salvation, but what it is is praise 
praise and thankfulness in advance for what's going to happen in our life. You see, I'm a big believer that God wants us to pray for the things that have not happened in our life as though that they are, to believe that they're going to happen, to believe that things that are dead, he'll bring back to life. Remember, he brought back life into Abraham and Sarah when they were in their 90s and brought life and a child in their life. They thought there was no hope. There was just nothing but death. But God's resurrection power put life back into Abraham and into Sarah so they conceived a child. And that child became one of the greatest men that the world has ever known. From the dream that Abraham and Sarah had to have children, they thought it was dead. It was over. But God brought life into that dream and they conceived Isaac. And Isaac, as I mentioned, was one of the greatest men that ever walked this earth. And God used their dream and allowed it to become alive and restored that hope and dream in their life so that they could conceive a child. They called him Isaac, and he became a great leader. So let's read Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 through 6. And as I read this, I want you to relate it to the dreams in your life that you want to see come back to life. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. Verse number one, in that day you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. Talking about salvation, which basically we can relate salvation to resurrection power and start thinking about the day that your dream's going to come forth. And in that day you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. Verse two, see God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. So put our trust in God for that dream and don't be afraid that it won't come to pass. It says, the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. I want you to claim victory in that dream being restored in your life. Verse 3, with joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name. Let's think about that. In that wonderful day, that's the day that you're going to see that dream come back to life. I'm just, I believe at the end of this podcast today, there's a lot of you who are going to go back and think of dreams. I want you to write them down and say, Lord, this is something I've always thought I should do. Is it something you want in my life? and pull out those old dreams and those desires and those things that you've felt most of your life, that it's something that really needs to take place in your life. I know I've had a lot of dreams in my life that that came to pass that God blessed them. I remember when I dreamed of being a custom home builder and having my own home building business. And it was a dream for probably 20 years before finally it came to pass and my wife and I were in agreement on it and God brought it forth. Matter of fact, I had a dream that there'd be a giant sign on a major highway that said, Dave Friend Homes. And this sign would let people know in the community that I'm building custom homes in there. And wouldn't you know it, God didn't give me one sign, but he gave me two on two major roads in North Scottsdale when I purchased some property. We had this huge sign that was already there and I got to put the name Dave Friend Homes on both of those signs. And as I drove by it each and every day and I thought, Lord, look at you. You did better than what I thought. I thought maybe I could get just one sign to advertise the company, but you brought forth two of them. So it says here in verse four, in that wonderful day, you will sing, thank the Lord, praise your name, Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. You know, see, if your dream hasn't come forth yet, you need to, in advance, tell people that God's going to bring that dream to pass in your life. He's going to bring it forth. Verse 5, sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem, well, here, let's just make it of wherever you live, of Phoenix or Scottsdale or, or in California or in Florida or over in Europe someplace. Let all the people of, you, of wherever you're at shout his name and praise 
praise with joy, for great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. You see, we've got to start praising God before we get the answer to our need, to our request, before we get the answer to our dream. You see, I've written a book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. And that book was written to help people understand that if you believe there's nothing, there's no hope in your life, you can receive from what you think. There's nothing there, but God can take nothing and bring something from it. And he can bring that dream that you have back to life or keep it alive. And while that's happening, during that time, during that process, during your facing your circumstances, continue to praise God. Continue to lift up his name and give him all glory and praise for who he is before the dream even happens. And when you do that, you're on the right path to see your dream come alive or stay alive. You know, I believe God wants us to be at peace and trust him and stay calm. One scripture I read earlier today said to be calm. Well, there's another one here found in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 10, where it talks about we need to find our rest in God. Listen to this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 10 says, for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labor, just as God did after creating the world. We need to come to a place of rest when we're seeking our dreams. We want them to come back to life and trust God. And then you can sleep well, you can rest well, you can have confidence in God that it's going to come forth. Let's look at a couple more scriptures that have to do with understanding what God's word has to say on how we can keep our dream alive. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. The Apostle Paul is writing here and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. In verse 24 it says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. You see, when we live our life with Christ and we walk with God, we need to walk with an attitude that we're going to win, that we're going to be rewarded at the end of our life with eternity with Christ, eternity with our loved ones, those who've gone ahead of us and knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So when you're in a competition of any type, that means you're in competition with other people, that they want to accomplish things. Well, God is only speaking to us. Don't worry about whether other people get their dreams or you don't get your dreams or think about, well, why did they get theirs and I didn't get mine? No, you're you're in a race to win the prize that God has put on your heart. You see, I believe that a dream that's in your life that's worth fighting for, worth running for, worth working for, must have been a dream that God placed on your heart. It's going to glorify God. It's going to lift up his name. It's going to help you to learn how to live the kind of life you need to live in order to see that dream be fulfilled in your life. So we need to pray to win our dream. We need to fast to believe that God will bring that dream to pass. We win this race because we run in it. We need to realize that our dream is ours and that we must never give up or never quit on it. Here's another passage of scripture I think that'll help us to to see our dreams come true or to keep them alive. It's found in the book of Galatians. Paul is writing here. It's in chapter 6 and verse number 9. I'm reading once again in the New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I don't want you to get upset with other people if you see their dreams being fulfilled and you're wondering why yours have not been. That is not the way to see God reward you with the answer to your dream or to bring that dream to pass. But God wants us to keep on, to not give up, to be faithful, to be consistent. And if we do that, then I know that God will reward you and that dream 
will stay alive. Let me give you just one more scripture. I think that'll encourage you to keep the faith and stay strong as you're seeking your dreams and want to keep them alive. It's found in the book of Matthew where Jesus is speaking. It's his prayer of thanksgiving is what it really is. It's found in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You see, we need to rest in the Lord. There's a lot of people running around, scurrying around, trying to make things happen. There's a lot of people in their life that they have a dream, and they say, well, I want to see it happen. I'm going to do whatever I can to get it done. No, we shouldn't do that. We should pray and seek God. We should put it in His hands. Yes, we need to move forward with our dreams. Yes, we need to have faith. And yes, faith without works is dead. I believe all that. But it's also important to understand this. When we are facing a desire to see dreams come forth in our life, we've got to rest in the Lord. We've got to trust in Him. We must have patience with Him. We must have confidence that He's able, and that He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. You see, a dream is something God puts in our heart. And when that dream is there, we need to have confidence in God to bring it to pass. Because if we just start manipulating and working ways and push down this doorway and knock that doorway down and abuse people or treat people harshly because we have not seen our dream come to pass, it's not pleasing to God and He's not going to bless it. We must have a consistent pattern of good works. We must have a consistent pattern of doing things that please God. I'm going to close out this podcast with a couple of steps that I read in my last podcast, just as kind of review of what we've talked about in the prior podcast and a little quick review of what we've talked about today. In this podcast, I've talked about resurrection power and believe that your dreams can come back to life because you've got to believe in the resurrection power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But as a reminder, if your dream is of God, then it's worth fighting for, it's worth working for, it's worth praying for, it's worth fasting for, and it's worth believing God for, and it's worth not giving up for. So very quickly, to receive your dream and to understand that your dream is led of God and it's worth seeking, we need to understand that the dream needs to be kept alive. We talked about that today, and we keep that alive through prayer and through faith. We need to make sure that our dream lines up with God's Word. There's a consistency with our dream and God's Word. Our dream must always put God first. We must realize that our dream must bless the kingdom of God, and not just a blessing for us, but a blessing to the kingdom of God. The dream must draw us closer to God, not separate us from God, not keep us out of church, but draw us into a closer relationship with God. Our dream must be that we seek God more than we seek the dream. We can't turn our back on God and seek our dream because God is the giver and the source of our dreams. He's the giver and the answer to our dreams. Our dreams must be faithful to God and help us to understand that when our dream is fulfilled, that we must continue to be faithful to our God. It's important now that we never give up on our dream if it meets these conditions. And I'm going to repeat this from time to time throughout this podcast because it only takes a minute or so of this podcast, but we've got to keep these guidelines and these conditions for our dreams to come to pass. They are our conditions that God wants to see in our dreams, and I know that God wants to bless. So with that, I'm going to pray and ask God will help you and bless you to see your dream continue 
continue to live or come back through resurrection power. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast at this time to those who are listening in. I know when people looked up this podcast and they saw the title, How to Keep Your Dream Alive, I know it touched them and sparked an interest in them. And I pray now, Lord, it's be- I believe, Father, that interest is because they have a dream and they want to keep it alive. Or maybe they have a dream that they've given up on. But I believe, Lord, through this teaching and through the scriptures that I've given and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I believe that new faith is entering into the hearts and the minds of those who are listening in today and that they're going to seek their dream in the proper way, in the proper manner. They'll be at peace. They'll stay calm. They'll trust God. But they'll know that God is able to bring that dream to pass. So I pray, Father, that you'll bring it forth in their life, that you would bless them, Father, that you would keep them, Father God. And Lord, that this teaching, Lord, would would spur them on to continue to be with us as we teach the topics of seeking our dreams and seeing them come to pass. I pray blessings upon them, and I believe that even now, things are going to change in their path to seek their dreams and to keep them alive. And I'll thank you for it in advance and give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you as I've enjoyed this teaching. I want to continue in this series for quite a while, it looks like. Matter of fact, upcoming podcasts, here's some of the titles. I think the next one is going to be Never Give Up on Dreams. And we're going to get into God's Word and talk about examples of, in my own life, and the lives of the other people that I know that never gave up on their dreams. And it's amazing how God intervened in each one of those situations. Future podcasts on dreams will be entitled How to Receive Your Dream. And I'll do a series on our dreams must put God first, to be faithful to God when we see that our dreams are fulfilled, and to dream in line with God's Word. And also, I'm going to do a teaching on dream again for prosperity. So those are all things that I believe the Lord's put upon my heart, and I believe that they'll be a blessing to you, so I hope that you'll be part of that. If you would like to get additional information on the teachings that I have, you can go to my webpage found at davidcfriendauthor.com, and when you get to my webpage, you'll find references there to all of the podcasts. Matter of fact, there's a link on there to all the podcasts that I've done. There's 165 of them now, I believe. And we've talked about a lot of different topics in these podcasts. We talked about faith. We talked about generosity. We talked about the importance of understanding what prosperity is all about and understanding that God wants us to live debt-free. I wrote a book there entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That's a book on faith. It's a book about calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. And there's a series of podcasts in each one of these subject matters. So I hope that you'll tune in to those podcasts. They're available to you just by getting on my webpage. In addition to that, on my webpage, you'll see references to books that I've written. One book that I think that would be very beneficial to you in understanding about dreaming is to read my book on faith. And that's entitled, once again, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based on the promises that God made to Abraham and Sarah. And I believe if he made that promise to them and their dreams came to pass, I think that you'll find it a blessing in your own life. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now on next week's podcast, it's entitled Never Give Up on Your Dreams. I want to talk to you about the significance of that, understanding that just because it's taken a long time for a dream to come to pass doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. And many times 
times we give up on a dream because maybe it's taken a lot of years for it to happen. I can't remember what my grandmother told me when I was a little kid, maybe 10 years old, and she said, never say the word never. Now, it's interesting because you can look at that a different way. You can always say, well, if you're never supposed to say the word never, then why should we even say never? So I guess what my grandmother was saying when she says never say the word never, what she's saying is don't give up on things. And God doesn't want us to give up. He does not want us to give up on our dreams. I know in my own life that I always wanted to have a business, home building business, and I was a banker. I worked for a bank for a number of years, and I saw a lot of home builders that were successful, and I really enjoyed what they did. But it took about 16 years of working for a bank before finally I came to the reality that my dream of having a home building company actually came about, and God had blessed it and prepared me for it. In addition to that, I thought I was going to be called into ministry as a pastor, and it took some 25 years later before that particular dream came to pass. But I just don't believe it is that we should ever allow ourselves to give up on our dreams, and God does not operate in the realm of never. God operates in the realm of possibilities. God operates in the in the realm of miracles and blessings. So let's just believe that God's going to bless you and he's going to bring your dreams alive. He's going to make them happen. I'd like to encourage you to let your friends or family members know that we're continuing this series on dreams because there's a lot of folks who have questions and doubts about that. They've given up on their dreams and we're going to give them some information, some ammunition, if you will, to be able to fight the good battle of faith and to believe that they should never give up on their dreams. So I believe that's going to be a great teaching and I know God's going to bless it. Let me just close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive the dreams that God has placed in your heart. Thank you for listening in.